Hey guys, Abdullah here. Um, what you're about to hear is the short version of a ver of an episode because uh, while we were recording this, Tom had to leave, and uh, I had to like abruptly end it. So I deeply, deeply, deeply apologize for that. I mean, the episode is like only 25 minutes long, and I deeply apologize for that because uh, we, you know, Tom was really busy, and um, you know, he had to be somewhere because uh, you know, he had uh, stuff to do. So while we were recording this, uh, I do apologize for the fact that it ended um, abruptly like that. And um, hopefully next time we'll come up, we'll come, we'll uh, we'll uh, make a longer episode. So enjoy the 25 minutes where we talk about Amazing Spider-Man 2 and the X-Men movies. And uh, we'll see you all later. Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Here comes the Spider-Man. <laughs> That's probably the lamest thing I've probably ever heard you said in my life. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Hello Governor of the Podcast, and it's our 30th episode, yay! And to celebrate, we're going to talk about Spider-Man, because why the fuck not? <laughs> yeah, the webhead. Amazing. Uh, Whatever you want to call him. Well, I, I haven't seen the movie, but I mean, I'm going to be waiting for it, you know, waiting, because my schedule is really busy and we're we're really... I, I apologize if this episode is going to go a lot faster than the normal episodes, because, you know, we're kind of busy and, you know, we're just going to yeah. shoot the shit. It's going to be... It's just going to be like one topic. It's just going to be like the Doctor Who one, where we just talk about, like, Doctor Who for like an hour and a half or something like that, but it's just going to be Spider-Man. Um... So you've seen the movie twice, Tom, right? Yeah, I've seen the movie twice. So I went to see it on opening um, opening day um, when it first came out. And I saw it um, last night, because um, we were recording this on the weekend. I saw this on Friday. So it's the same time when it came out in America. So yeah, I've seen it twice. And I think it's, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's just disappointing in some areas. Yeah, because I looked at uh, like the Rotten Tomatoes thing, and it had like a really low score compared to the first one. Because the first one had like a fresh rating, and this one has like a rotten rating. And I'm like, well, wow. It's funny because when it came out here in the international market, the, that rotten rating was on the same level as um, as um, the the first one. But it seemed the ratings had gone way down when it came out in America. I noticed. Because and and I've looked at like some what people the critics thought and it is a very mixed movie like yeah. it's one of those you really like it or you really don't and I'm kind of yeah. shocked because you know most of the time we live in the world where you know sequels are kind of better than the original now I mean especially yeah. like with Cap with like Captain America two I mean I, I know we didn't um, uh, me and Tom discussed this uh, when we talked uh, a couple while ago back when you know Winter Soldier came out and I told him. You know, Winter Soldier is what a, a sequel should be. Yeah. In that it 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 takes it takes the idea from the original and it expands upon it. And I think yeah. that a lot of sequels seem to forget about that. Like they don't yeah. expand on the idea of the first one. And I'm and I'm kind of shocked to see how how mixed the 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 reception is because you know, Amazing Spider-Man the first one, the reboot one back uh, from two years ago. That was a surprise for me because I went into this saying, "Oh my, it's going to be terrible." I was I was kind of eh, about it, but when I saw it, I was really I really liked it. I I thought, yeah, it, it had it it had its problems, but I really liked it because I felt it was more faithful to the character than the Raimi films were. Yeah, it's like, absolutely. I felt that 
the Amazing Spider-Man felt a lot more faithful to the comic adaptation of what Spider-Man was, and um, especially that they got the one element of Spider-Man character right in the Amazing series is that they made him a comical character. He's like he's funny, he's witty, he's he's sensitive, he's kind. Basically, they got they got what Spider-Man is, who is emotional ball of emotions is probably the best way to put it in a layman's term but yeah they, they, they've got the character spider-man right and how he acts with acts with his villains is his loved ones his family and stuff like that it's it's done it's it's done pretty spot on the first amazing spider-man film then amazing spider-man 2 came out um why in a sense it's not a bad film it's not a great film it's just that um, I've done a list of pro and cons um you want me to go f- through them for you? yeah go ahead and um Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start off with the pros because this this is what I think it's done well. Acting is a lot better on par by everyone. Everyone basically took it up a notch who were in the previous film and it did a good job. Um, even from the minor character to the main characters, sound and music is a lot better in this film. Basically, the sound is used a lot better and the music is a lot better. Sound in places. It just, it just felt natural. Like, it basically didn't feel like you're watching a film. Basically, it engulfs you within the world and stuff like that. Pacing is done well. Like, basically, I didn't feel tired, I didn't feel bored watching this film, basically, I didn't realise I was watching this film for a certain amount of time and stuff like that, um, I thought Fox um, Jamie Fox as Electro was spot on, I thought he was such a well done character, the only problem I will have say with this, that basically his character arc is done so many times, but he basically takes his own little twist on it, and it basically is a very well done character, the chemistry between Garfield and Stone um, like the last film, perfect it's like, like because they're for those who don't know, they're actually meeting in real life and um, they're in a relationship. And that's how they end up going in a relationship at the end of the first Spider-Man film because they click so well together on camera and it showed. And again, it showed off on, on the camera again on this one. Um, the sets and locations are nicely done. It's like it's like you feel like you're engulfed in this world and stuff like that. Even to the smallest sets, the biggest sets, like, like Peter's room done really well. There's a bit when Peter goes to abandon subway cart sort of thing and that set's done really nicely and there's just minor little touches like that i really like um garfield in this film felt like spider-man slash peter parker it's like he basically took up a whole new notch with spider-man like he's more witty he's more comical he delivered the performance of spider-man so much better in this one even um dan d han um as harry osborne did a good job in this film then we go to the problems of the film, which are the cons. Like, um, the CGI was off in places. It felt really off. It's like um, watching the second Matrix film. Because when you watch that film, even that came out, you could tell the CGI was off. And in this film, it was no exception. It felt very off in places. It felt like they were trying to run it on the PlayStation 4 graphics in real life. It felt very strange. Um, editing wasn't that great. Um, it was good, but it just felt off in place. Like you could tell when stuff was cut out and stuff wasn't cut out. Because if you read the development of this film when it was going along, a lot of stuff they said was going to be in the film was not in the final cut of the film. And it felt like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mary Jane was supposed to be in yeah. this. And it was you obvious. Can t- like, I can tell like something wasn't right. It's like, wait a minute. Mary Jane was supposed to be in this, but the, the, the actress that they cast got so much such negative reception from people that they just yeah. decided to cut their losses and just yeah. cut her out and I think that that's kind of a shame <laughs> because you because you look at that actress now she's a major yeah. star now so I don't you know it's just it's a real the one Mark Webb was pushing her to be Mary Jane but be, because of some leaked photos of her basically I don't know some paparazzi from like TMC or something like that took photos of her I don't know like. Five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, not not without her makeup on. 
I'm sorry, but you're not going to look great in like five or six o'clock in the morning. No one does. Um, I thought the dialogue was off in places. Like it was very, I don't know. It was like, I know it's a comic book adaptation, but it felt extra cheesy. Like the cheese factor was run up a little bit and some dialogue for some characters. Yeah, but even, even like Captain America, like yeah. Soldier at those like moments where oh, it's yeah. like, oh, how do we know? How do we know if they're the bad guys? Well, they're the bad guys if they shoot at us. And yeah, like, mm. I know dialogue in comic book film, but I, I'm just going to point out as a general comp for most comic book films. To be honest, and also continuity in the in the place in the story was off. The biggest, the biggest, the two biggest ones I got a gripe with. Someone moaned at me about this one. It's like, okay, Selena Kyle um, is in the film Black Cat. Um, she basically said, oh, no, you work close. Yeah. Uh, Felicia Hardy. Yeah. This is Felicia Hardy, Selena Kyle's Catwoman. Sorry. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, so I'm just getting too depth here. Whatever. The, the Catwoman. Um, she's in the film and it's heavily referenced by Harry Osborne's character. Oh, you're my father's private assistant. Okay. What the fuck happened to the Indian guy then who basically did all his jobs for him? Just saying. Um, too many subplots going on in this film. Um, oh, yeah, going back to continuity. Electro turns up in his suit, and it's never explained how he got the suit. Um, too many subplots going on, like the too many side stories going on. Peter trying to find out about his parents and stuff like that. And some subplots on the previous film were completely dropping this film. Like, you know when Peter was going around trying to find Uncle Ben's serial um, killer? Um, never brought up, never explained why, what, where, why, basically he's give up on it and stuff like that. And also there was a tiny subplot with the day bugle as well, like it's mentioned, but it goes nowhere. Um... Yeah, I kind of feel like the problem with the with the with the rebooted movies is like they're they're trying to trying so hard to to add a lot of elements from all the other incarnations of Spider Man into one continuity, yeah. and it's not it's not working yeah. out well. well say, for if they can't get um, say K Simmons, um, the previous guy who played um, James Rosen to get back, you know who'd be good good replacement. Who? Um, I think Kevin Spacey would do a good job. No, he would, but you know, again, it. The 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 thing is, it's like we've had like two movies where Peter Parker is not, you know, a photographer. Whoops. So it's kind of it, it's it's kind of uh, weird he, now. He is a photographer in this film. Oh, he is. He okay. basically it's like it's brought up, but it's never really go into. Like he, there's like a throwaway line with May says, so uh, "I wish that guy, um, I wish that guy Jameson paid you a decent wage at the Bugle." And um, that you see him with a photography camera and stuff like that. He even emails. Um, there's even like a little scene when he's sitting down at like a coffee shop type of thing, and it's like he's emailing Jameson some photos and everything like that. And he put in a message um, saying that um, Spider-Man's not such a bad guy, you know, and stuff like that. And you see newspapers with Spider-Man faces. It's like Spider Menace and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, but that's like Easter egg. Yeah, and I'm kind of thinking like because like what the one thing like I think they did right in the Raimi movies was the relationship between Parker and Jameson. Yeah, like J.K. Simmons was so perfectly cast <laughs> in the role. I cannot imagine anyone else playing him. To be quite honest, well, this is what I mean. Um, this is where it gets my next con: overstuffed with villains and characters in this film. This film has way too many villains. Way too many setups. It's like it falls under the subplot category. Avalus Knife is in the film. Wow. <laughs> and all he is there to be a douchey bad guy to um, just be a douchebag to um, Max Dillon's character, Electrode. That's it. That's all he's there. He's in like three scenes. 
and he's just never brought. Uh, yeah, for those who don't know, uh, Alexander Smythe was the guy who created the Spider Slayers. Yeah, uh, <laughs> kind of a big guy deal in the comics, but not here. <laughs> Again, you know, so I mean, like, um, like, like I mentioned, mentioned with Black Cat, like her setup is like, why is she there? She's only in two scenes, no, three scenes in the whole entire film. No point to be there. The same with Harry Osborn, like he was good, what he is. But no, Harry Osborn explained really good why he's there. His counterpart, the Green Goblin, though, pointless. Um, and this goes to my next coin. Uh, my next con. The Rhino was completely pointless in this film. He turns up at the very end of the film. Yeah, I kind of. I was kind of wondering, like, why was there no footage of the Rhino? Oh, that's why, because he was probably shoved in towards the end. He was. Yeah, that's all he is. He just. Um, what you see in the trailer is pretty much half of the scenes that Rhino is in the film. I'm being serious on that. And um, again, the guy that got to play the Rhino, perfect casting, perfect casting. Like he did a fantastic job of the Rhino, really good. Um, and there's just also there were pointless scenes in this film as well. Like they go nowhere. There's like one scene in particular which I really want to point out. It's basically Spider-Man goes to see Harry Osborn. Called Harry Osborn speaks to Peter in a previous scene. Say, yeah, I need Spider-Man blood. So you see Spider-Man. He, he Peter goes away. He dresses up as Spider-Man, and he basically goes and see him in a later scene. And you see him there, he sits down, he's like, okay, I, I want, okay, I want your, um, I want your blood. And he said, no, I'm not going to give you my blood. And then basically, Spider-Man leaves, how he has a fit. Does that serve any? <laughs> oh and my then... God. No, he did it. They, oh my God, they actually did it. They actually took the 1960s Spider-Man meme and made it into a movie where he just dresses up as Spider-Man to troll him. <laughs> yeah, and then literally he leaves him, and he was like, and then the lawn dialogue, dialogue. You see Spider-Man hanging out the window. He's like listening in. It's like you're a menace, Spider-Man, and he's just throwing everything around and just drinking whiskey and you know what. Um, oh God. Oh, that's the well. The nice to see the part from Spider-Man Two that I didn't like made it into this one. Yeah. Um, and this is my uh, this is just my personal opinion. Um, this is a, this is going to be a huge. Well, okay. There's a scene very early in the film, film with Spider-Man saves a little kid, basically getting beaten up by bullies. The bullies run away, and he's basically just talking to him. And it's just like a like a mirror image, young kid version of Peter Parker wearing the geeky glasses stuff like that. And I thought to myself. You know what would have been so cool? Because he does turn up at the very end of the film um, as well, when the rhino scene. I thought to myself, what if you just made that a little black kid instead? Oh, yeah. What if that could have been Miles is, Morales? Yeah, because <laughs> that little kid turns up at the very end of the film when Rhino's basically robbing a bank. And um, he basically, you, you see, like, the, it's like the rhino having a showdown with the police, uh, with the New York police and everything like that. And this little kid basically just goes under the safety rail, wearing a Spider-Man outfit, pulls on the mark, and stands right right in front of the police cars and everything like that. Uh, I thought to myself, and the Spider-Man comes down, and I thought to myself, that would have been such a perfect moment for that little kid, uh, basically, when Spider-Man, if the, it was a little black kid, he said, what's your name, by the way, kid? He said, he said Miles. And he said, yeah, go back to your mum. And I thought, that would have been so perfect. But I just may have it be Ben. <laughs> but, but yeah, again, it just had the one problem with it, is that, um, is that, um, you know the producer, um, Alvin, I can't remember his name, the the guy was, was CEO of the toy company, he's the producer for this film. Oh, joy. Now I know why the rhino's in there. Mm, to sell fucking toys. 
I'm guessing that's that's why they had so many villains was to just sell toys to to kids. Yeah, if that's the case. That guy. Have you seen the article which been put up about him recently? He said there's no way in hell Miles will ever be in a Spider-Man thing. He basically well, he, he could be if you know you in a few years' times when the rights expire. <laughs> well, this, this this is my personal problem with the whole thing is that is that with Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield's only contracted to do f- one more Spider-Man film, and that's 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 Spider-Man Three. And I'm thinking to myself, if they can't get him back, that'd be a perfect opportunity to set the seeds in for a different Spider-Man. I I think they kind of shot themselves in the foot again by by you know because I remember like uh, we talked about this on the podcast in like an earlier episode. I said uh, I heard news that they um, that they Sony announced that they were going to do like two more Spider-Man movies. So they 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 had they had ideas to do like Spider-Man three and four. Yeah. So and you they know. got two spin-offs as well, Sinister Six and Venom. Yeah, which I'm not. Which I'm kind of like, why, why, why? You know, that's just... I don't know what I mean. Spider-Man. If you want to... I mean, the only way I could see the Sinister Six working is if they just made it a TV show. That's the only way I can see it working. So, like, a Netflix short or series or something like that. Yeah. And each episode individually... Focusing focusing on, like, each of their origins, you know? You can tell that stuff, you know, it's proven that, you know, comics have done this before, where they go to, like, uh, I know DC did this in the New New 52, where they um, did the issue zeros, where each, each issue zero was the origin of said character. So, you know, you could do that, but I don't see a feature movie being made with the Sinister Six, because they're not that very well known as, as, as characters, as a team, anyway. Yeah. This is what I mean. It's just when it comes to Sony, Sony's they're gonna they're gonna have this process when it comes to the third film. If the third film is gonna be a flop, they're gonna reboot the whole entire thing. I can see it happening, which is sad to be honest. I mean, I could I forgave them for rebooting this because I, I'm sorry. Keep uh, I, because, I mean, I forgave Sony for rebooting um, Spider-Man uh, for for rebooting Spider-Man because Spider-Man Three to me was one of the worst fucking movies I've seen in my life, and I, I'm like, I don't want to see this continue anymore. I'm I'm done. Like that was an awful fucking movie that I don't like. I'm sorry. I mean, I know there are a lot of people that like Spider-Man Three, and more power to you. I'm not saying like don't like it, but. To me, it is just one of the worst superhero movies I've seen in my life, and I'm sorry, you know, I can't, I can't, I, I can't like, it. you know, I, I just can't. I'm sorry, I can't. Uh, this overall with with Amazing Spider-Man Two, I give it a seven point five. That that's my profession. That that's my critical score for it. I think it's not a bad film per se, but it's not a great film per se. Um, I would say out of all the Spider-Man films, it's probably either the third, no, it's either the third best Spider-Man film or the fourth best Spider-Man film. I think to me, I mean, I think to me what the, what the problem with it is, is like they, they, they did what most sequels uh, fail and fall fall into that trap, which is we need to make the... Which is which is like you know make things bigger like add in more characters add in more special effects and 
You know, that just does not work. I mean, fucking, what was it, Thor and Iron Man 2 fell, fell into this, to those same traps, and look at their sequels. They're, their sequels are awful, you know? Yeah, it just... It, this film just... A lot of people remind me about this when I say to it, the film is overstuffed. It has too much going on in it, and basically you just need to slimline it a little bit. I know you're trying to get, like, a Spider-Man universe. I know, Sonny, you're trying to set up a Spider-Man universe to... To basically to compete with um, with Marvel, which is mad, but um, yeah, it's just because it's it's because it's the same property. Like, why are you trying to compete with them when you know it's the same fucking property? You know, they own the character. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's it's the, the, it's the one... du- it's dumb. It's like I mean, DC. Fine, I can see DC and Warner Brothers trying to compete with them because they're different properties, but. Spider-Man competing with the Avengers, really? Like, well, I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not that hyped for Avengers two, but I know it's going to gross a lot of money because Avengers brings in money. You know, why do you think there are so many Avengers books out now from Marvel? Because the name sells. Yeah, this is what I mean. It's kind of weird when you look at the '90s, early noughties. Is like if you if you talk about how. Marvel's biggest properties they're owned in comic book. You would arguably have to say X-Men, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, and Hulk. And probably only one of those lists is still recommended as a a good sellable buyer for my Marvel in comic standards, you know? I mean, yeah, because back in the 90s, when we said this on the last episode, it was a horrible time, and the only book that survived was X-Men. That was the only book that was doing well at the time. Oh, yeah, definitely. And and then now it's like, you know, Marvel has really redone themselves with the with the with the movie franchise and whatnot, and you know they you know they're smart, you know they they really committed to this universe thing, mm-hmm. and I wish that I wish that DC and, and Sony would get would get their heads out of their asses and just say you know no stop trying to compete with these guys you know. Like, X-Men, I can give them a pass, because X-Men movies have been around since 2000, you know? I'm used yeah. to the X-Men movies. I, but, you yeah. know, when you try to compete, when you try to, to come in and say, oh, no, our, <laughs> Spider-Man, our Spider-Man movies are totally going to be better than the Avengers, you know you're going to have a problem there. Yeah. The annoying thing is, I just want... Um, I think everyone at this point in time just want to see Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think with X-Men... Not so much, but everyone... The one topic that we see come up, we want to see Spider-Man and Avengers. Cool. Everyone wants to see that character in that universe, to be honest. Especially the amazing version of that character, because that amazing version of the character is really well done. That's the thing. Um, but it's just... One problem is just that um, Avid... Um, he, he's gone on record saying, if he wants Spider-Man to be in Avengers, he has to be the main focus. Which I don't agree with. But the whole point of Avengers, the whole point of the Avengers is that it's a team. You focus on on the team, not one individual yeah, that's, in the team. Like that's, that's what, why the, the like that's what that's what made the Avengers movie good, you know, because it focused on the team themselves. I mean, it didn't focus just on one character and everyone else just fucked off for the rest of the movie until they, until the very end. I mean, it didn't fall into the same problem as X Men did. Wolverine. <laughs> um, and I can't believe they're making another Wolverine movie. I'm like, why? <laughs> what, the Wolverine 2? 
<laughs> and Hugh Jackman's like, yeah, no, one more Wolverine movie. Sure, Hugh. Sure. <laughs> he, seen, he, he he just seemed to love that role, Hugh Jackman. I mean, I I mean, he's great and all, but I'm just tired of the character. I'm sorry, like, no offense to him, and I mean, I'm just tired of the character. Like, you've told all you can do. You've well, done what all what you can do with Wolverine. There's no point in him anymore. I'm sorry. Well, like I said, I watched the because um, just before this film played, they showed off the new trailer for the new X Men film, Day of Future Past. And oh boy, it feels very, very Wolverine heavy from, from, from that trailer. <laughs> so. No, I'm being serious. And I, I was just like, okay, Wolverine, Wolverine, Wolverine. Day of Future Past. What is this about? About the Sentinel standing over the future. Mm, how much does that focus on? Not much. Because, yeah. I mean, I know that it was going to be Wolverine focused after the end of the Wolverine or Magneto and Charles come up and say, only you can stop us. We need your help. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell the next movie's going to be about you guys. You, 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 Not. <laughs> you, you know what I feel bad about it is um, the whole fact that you see um, it. Well, just speaking about the trailer again, it's just that you just watch it and it just feels like um, you ever seen the Blues? You've seen the Blues Brothers, right? <laughs> It basically feels like that in the sense, basically, um, Wolverine and the Incarnation of Jake and Elwood would basically say, going around getting all the band members, say, we're getting the band back together. That's pretty much how the trailer felt like. <laughs> we're getting the band back together. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> it's kind of bad enough. I mean, yeah, it's kind of hard for me to take this movie seriously when most of the cast have been confirmed to be just cameos, you know? Kind of hard for me to take this seriously as an X-Men movie. And I'm pretty sure they're just going to show up in, like, one scene at the beginning and then not show up until the very end. Probably. I mean, hell, at least X2 tried with the other characters. That's the only one I can think of that actually tried with, with the other characters and didn't sit around and fuck around with Wolverine up until the end, anyway. And that's pretty much it. We have to cut this episode short. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you all later.